You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Collective Cafe, a virtual coffee experience which takes place every single Monday through Friday, 8, 9 a.m. EST in both Kongtown's Discord and Startup Clubhouse and Clubhouse. It's free. It always will be free. There are no strings. There is no bait and switch. Lurk or listen only. Chat with one another in our back chat or even come onto stage. The coffee shop is open for business. Whether you're on the treadmill, getting the kids ready for school, getting yourself ready for work, commuting into the big bad city, or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom into your home office. On Monday, we talk marketing. On Tuesday, we do a live read of crucial conversations. On Wednesday, it's all about entrepreneurship. On Thursday, it's a live read of four obsessions of an extraordinary executive. And then on Friday, it's best of the week, open mic. Start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot, with virtual coffee, with the Collective Cafe, where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another at the business of Web3 or anything else that intersects, whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption, entrepreneurship or coaching so give us a subscribe bit collective cafe togo and review on your favorite podcast platform if you're listening on demand or come and attend live one day warning it's addictive remember it is a safe welcoming space and you will never ever be put on the spot this is the collective cafe so that was uh, mr beast doing a little bit of a, a warm intro. Mr. Beast, can you believe that? Um, how lucky am I? I've been playing around with uh, Speechify, actually, and uh, it's it's definitely interesting, I'll tell you that much. Um, here's uh, Snoop Dogg introducing the Collective Cafe. What up, those Big Snoop D-O-double-G, and I'm a... All right, come on, Snoop. Tell us about the Collective Cafe. Welcome to the Collective Cafe, a virtual coffee experience which takes place every single Monday through Friday, 8 million EST in both Kongtown's... Oh yeah, Kongtown, listen to this. Both Kongtown's Discord and Startup Clubhouse and Clubhouse. It's free. Should we try one more? Let's try one more. Um, it's actually so interesting, this. I think I found the, uh, the President of the United States, the ex-president. I'm the presidential voice to help you live a more productive life. Let's see what uh, what Barack Obama has to say about this. Welcome to the Collective Cafe, a virtual coffee experience which takes place every single Monday through Friday, 8, 9 a.m. EST in both Kongtown's Discord and Startup Clubhouse and Clubhouse. It's All right, all right, all right. We get it, we get it. Um, good morning, everyone. It is Monday, February 19th, 8.02 a.m., and uh, we are, uh, we're, we're uh, the cafe is on the move. We are in Kongtown's Discord server. 
and uh, we're going to be just moving around a little bit. Uh, We're going to stay here for a while, as long as Conktown will have us. Uh, Mr. Will Ryan, who is the head conk, um, is uh, is growing his community there, and I thought it would be a good opportunity to to share with the community. Um, so, obviously, those of you that are in Clubhouse right now, we continue to do it in here, but Chatter is on the way. If uh, I'm waiting to hear about the creator call, I'm definitely going to move towards Chatter as well. Um, I want to find out where you know, where the, where the, uh, the engagement is at the end of the day. Um, if people want content, I want to give them content. I don't want to charge for it. Um, I just want to be able to uh, move uh, towards fish where the fish are, as it were. And uh, so welcome, everyone, coming in in Kongtown's Discord server. Hope you're well. Let me let me do a little bit of it. I see uh, Zerisen has already raised uh, her hand. Um, so, yeah, let me... Let me see uh, if she wants to say anything. We're gonna we're gonna experiment a little bit. The uh, I'll give you. I'll, good morning, Zerison. Do you want to say anything? Okay, well, there, there, there you go. Mr. Will Ryan has raised his hand. Let me, let me bring him up. Hey, good morning, good morning, good morning. I, I'm not sure what's going on with my little sister there. She's uh, probably multitasking. She lives in the Philippines. Um, and I don't think she was trying to be disruptive at all. She's, uh, she's probably, she's probably got her kid in one arm <laughs> and, and a cup of coffee in the other hand or, or something like that. But Hey man, it's really good to hear your sexy voice this morning. I, I really appreciate you doing this in Comptown. Uh, as you know, we're going to build something pretty exciting here and, and we already are. And so I, I, I'm really excited about this new, uh, collab we're doing with you're coming in and, and, and telling us what's happening in the real world. Well, I'm happy to be here, and hello to Tay as well. Um, I've moved from the uh, Alpha Collective Discord server uh, just for now, and I put a little message just saying, hey, you know where we are if you're looking for us. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's to give everyone a little bit of a, a quick overview. The idea is that on mo- on Monday we'll do Marketing Mondays. Uh, on Tuesday and Thursday we do live book reads. Right now we're doing live book reads of Crucial Conversations and for um, – the four obsessions of an extraordinary executive. Both books are connected to my role now as a coach, uh, as a business and a leadership coach. And really these are kind of like required reading, recommended reading, but they're all books that are designed for entrepreneurs, for um, for freelancers, for creators, for people that uh, want to get a, get, a, get a leg up on things like negotiation, um, so we're going to be doing um, Never Split the Difference. We're going to be doing some of the um, the Chris Voss books. And, um, you know, I realized that uh, there's a real opportunity for us to get through four, five, six, twelve, fifteen books in the year this way. So all you have to do is show up on a Tuesday and a Thursday. We might even extend it to three at some point. Um, but, uh, and if you don't, if you don't make it live, um, you can just subscribe to the pod, uh, bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go, where we've done now, I think this is kind of, um, we've done more, by the way, 
But this is certainly number uh, 170 that we've actually gone ahead and posted. So this has been going strong, strong, strong um, for, wow, for a while now, for almost um, almost two years. And and I'm feeling like very confident about, about where we are. I'm feeling really confident about uh, being able to get to a point where, um, you know, where I found my authentic voice. One of the things that I've often spoken about is this idea. By the way, for those of you that are in Conktown, um, I've put two POAP links. Those are links to be able to mint what is essentially a badge, uh, an, an NFT, uh, a proof of attendance protocol that says you had coffee with me in the month of February. And at the end of the year, uh, people that have, let's say, all 12 uh, will be able to redeem them for something, maybe lunch, dinner, um, people that have, let's say, five or six of them, um, when we are in the same place at the same time, I'll buy you a cocktail um, or give or send you a copy. Maybe anyone who has one of them will get a signed copy of my new book. So we're going to play around with them. So if you are in Kongtown and, and will, please feel free to share those as well with people, um, those two codes. Those are the last two codes that we have. And uh, hopefully once they are full, um, we're going to go ahead and uh, mint some more. Um, so at the moment, we're kind of building that as well, and we'll see what happens. just want to say hello as well um, to Mo, who is in Clubhouse at the moment. It is President's Day. And um, and so people, I guess, are chilling today. I'm not chilling. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a business owner. Can't stop, won't stop. Um, GameStop, which is actually what I thought we would talk about today. Um, so... Let me let me set the scene. It's Marketing Mondays, and I certainly want to bring the marketing angle associated with what's going on with GameStop. Um, let, let me set the scene for those of you that are new to the space, that are living under a rock, etc. The GameStop saga, if you will, kerfuffle, involved a group of individual investors, often referred to as dumb money, and they banded together on social media platforms like Reddit to drive up the price of GameStop. GME is the ticker. And this is at a time when GameStop was basically like close to bankruptcy. Um, this was partly to challenge hedge funds that had heavily shorted the stock, betting on its decline. The surge in demand caused what's called a short squeeze, leading to massive losses for some hedge funds and highlighting the power of retail investors. Then, you know, a lot of them were, uh, were using Robinhood as, as, a, as a trading app. Uh, trading platform at the time and Robinhood was was um, they faced unbelievable criticism because what they did is they temporarily restricted the trading of GME I mean the stock went I think hit over 200 maybe even 300 dollars when it started in the in the 15s and 20s Um, and so they temporarily restricted the trading of GME um, which by the way it, it Count runs completely against the concept of a free market economy and other volatile stocks during the height of the frenzy. This led to accusations of market manipulation and raised questions about the relationship between brokerages and hedge funds. Uh, Ken, Ken Griffin was very much involved in this whole thing. Um, I'll come back to Ken Griffin in a moment. He, to me, is the epitome of Dr. Evil, and I'll explain to you why. Um, and uh, eventually, Robinhood would go on to um, Robinhood would go on to uh, an IPO, one of the um, most uh, unsuccessful IPOs in history. 
um, they um, they seem to have really, really um, shot themselves um, in the foot uh, when it came to the way that they they um, they handled everything. Um, you know, it comes down to identity. Like at the end of the day, who do you want to align yourself with? Um, it's quite it's as simple as that. Who do you choose uh, to align yourself with? Um, versus, um, you know, versus being able to, um, you know, just kind of uh, cozy up with the big boys, if you will. So I'm looking, I, I guess there's been some stock splits because I'm looking at, 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 at GameStop's um, stock. And, I mean, you can see the, if you go and, I'll go ahead and just and put this into the cafe chat and also into, um, uh, I'll go ahead and, and put that into the the chat on Clubhouse as well. Um, so I mean, I'm not really like uh, a an investing pro, um, but as I said, I'm going to give you the marketing implications for it. Um, so let me just let me try and I mean, if you go and uh, I'm just going to see if I can if I can post it into Clubhouse. Sometimes sometimes it will take, and sometimes it won't. You know, when you copy something on a on a on a desktop. Um, for some reason, it's not letting me paste into into Clubhouse, uh, but you can definitely go ahead and and just have a look and see that massive, massive jump in st- in price. That was the um, that was this whole incredible, you know, dumb money Reddit infused movement that happened. So you can see, for example, like um, let me just let me just type it and say uh, when uh, did the short squeeze on GameStop uh, take place. This was during the time of COVID, so um, January 2021. So if you go and you look at the um, at the map, right, um, you can see like the stock was like 333 December 11th, $3.33, the equivalent of $5 December 24th, my birthday, uh, 888 January 15th. So it was starting to, it was 442, Four dollars and forty-two cents, January eighth, twenty twenty-one, and and by um, it was eighty-one dollars, January 29th. So just kind of do the math, right? From four forty-two, January eighth, to wow, to uh, eighty-one dollars, January 29th. and then it dropped, uh, and that would have been when Robinhood basically um, when basically. Uh, stopped and halted and, and essentially manipulated the trading, uh, increased again. So there was like this this kind of surge and went all the way up to 66. And then it seemed to kind of drop and go up and drop and go up. And right now it's sitting at about $14. Um, I saw the movie. Um, I really loved the movie. Um, I loved seeing what was possible. You know, it, it was it was so interesting for me as well because, you know, during COVID, something else happened with Ken Griffin, and I guess this would this was also 2021. So now I realize that Ken Griffin had already um, now a lot a lot makes more sense. I was uh, um, interestingly enough, I was uh, in the ER um, at uh, St Vincent's Hospital in Bridgeport. Um, I had um, I just recovered from a bout of COVID. My first bout of COVID, actually, um, I had been in the hospital three times already, twice for two surgeries and once for um, for an, an infe- a skin infection resulting from it. I had open heart surgery in 2021, 
and I was back in hospital with a second infection right on the back of just recovering from COVID. And I was sitting there with a high fever in in the ER. The place was absolutely packed. You can imagine it's in the middle of still 2021, so masks everywhere. And I'm on YouTube watching live the bidding for the Constitution. See, this was the time of uh, the Constitution Dow. This was also the height of Web3. I mean, I would say, yeah, 2021 certainly was the height of Web3. NFT mania, Bored Apes, uh, VFriends, uh, all of that launching in, for the most part, April of 2021. Um, you know, I had my own coin, the Jaffe coin, and, and I was there and watching the bidding for the Constitution, that, that the, this Dow was going to buy the Constitution. They'd raised $41 million, and they lost out to Ken Griffin, the same Ken Griffin, who came in at like 43 or $44 million and bought one of the 11 or 12 surviving copies of the Constitution. Not many people know that there are multiple copies of the Constitution. Um, each state, actually, at the time, had their own copy of the Constitution, original copy of the Constitution. I remember thinking we'd won it. We had won it. And I was like so ecstatic, even though I was in like so much, you know, euphoric pain at the time. Um, And then found out that Ken Griffin had actually stolen uh, this from under our noses the second time. So, you know, Ken Griffin is a, a very rich, powerful man. And clearly, he's not interested in the people. You know, he's not interested in power to the people. Let's put it that way. And so he he basically kind of, I don't know what, what his, I can't remember exactly what his role was, but I'm sure, pretty sure that he, he put pressure on Robin Hood. Um, can't remember the exact moment. And, and here he was again in 2021 doing it with respect to the Constitution Dow. But, you know, every time one of these things happen, it's it's very much, you know, V for Vendetta. It's all about the people rising up against the machine, man against the machine, the people, you know, these days leading or rising up against centralized uh, government or centralized organizations or institutions, you know, trying to level the playing field, trying to create some balance. You know, I mean, the, the, the irony of ironies, of course, was that this was called Robin Hood. Robin Hood was the quintessential example of stealing from the rich and giving to the poor, and here Robin Hood was acting, you know, actually like the sheriff of Nottingham. Um, and um, But anyway, um, you know, Victor Hugo once said, speaking of revolutions, French Revolution and such, there is nothing as powerful as an idea whose time has come. And I think it's really important for us to recognize that, you know, every time one of these movements rise up and every time one of these um, almost seems like like these movements fail all they really are doing is just paving the way for the next attempt the next wave the next generation Um, and at some point at some point the revolution will succeed at some point um, we will actually see you know the the fruits of you know of all of this labor um being birthed and uh, and being shared with a much broader group of people. Look, I call it community capitalism. Um, I believe in this idea that says that capitalism itself needs to evolve. Um, I just saw 
uh, I just saw a post. Um, I should have I should have captured it, but it just basically um, spoke about how um, Starbucks. Where was it? Um, I wish I I wish I'd kept it, but it just showed all the corporate profits, and and basically showed that Starbucks. Let me see if I can find it for you. So you know we do these sessions in the morning, and sometimes things are at my fingertips, and sometimes they aren't. Let's see Starbucks. Um, I don't know if it, it will be great if it comes up. Starbucks um, uh, profit four hundred thousand employees capitalism. I think it was a tweet. Um, it's probably not going to come up, but it was either a tweet or something I saw on on LinkedIn this morning, and it basically said, "Look, Starbucks could." Um, oh, here it is. Actually, I think this is. I think this is. Let's see. Uh, this is one of them, actually. So this is, I just saw um, from Ed uh, Buziak, uh, February 3rd, and it said, um, Starbucks made around $24.5 billion profit last year, but if they raise the annual pay of the 400,000 employees by $11,000 per person, they would, they would only be left with $20 million profit, $20 billion profit. Capitalism sucks. And then in parentheses, the work is dry. So let's just repeat that again. They made $24.5 billion profit last year. And if they raise the annual pay of 400,000 employees by $11,000 per person, they would be left with $20 billion profit. In other words, if you're doing the math, $4.5 billion of the 24, leaving them with 20, would actually result in 400,000 of their employees getting $11,000 more per year. You can just imagine if you do the math, just do the math, how insane those numbers are. Because you just know that those employees are not necessarily earning, those 400,000 employees are not necessarily earning $200,000 a year, are they? They're probably earning thirty thousand and forty thousand, if that, you know. And 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 imagine they're on fifty thousand. That's like a twenty percent increase for them. Imagine what that could bring them. So so like this is community capitalism. My definition is this ability to actually. It's not socialism. It's not communism. It's not anything. It's the evolution of capitalism. It actually says capitalism needs to evolve. Capitalism needs to grow. Capitalism needs to change. You know, survival of the species. Evolution itself says that it is not, you know, Charles Darwin said it is not the strongest of species that survives, nor the most intelligent, but rather the one that is the most adaptable to change. Capitalism needs to change. And how better? That's why I, I believe in the tokenization of personal brands, of of brands in general. You know, I believe uh, I believe in in the power of tokenizing loyalty, engagement. Um, I believe that ultimately, you know, we should be figuring out a way to give back to our most loyal customers who have been with us for for years, decades, etc. You know, the whole concept of of airdrops. When we first saw it with uh, with marketplaces like Blur and you know and um, 
Oh God, I've got to think of some of the others that that I've received, you know, over the years. There was just one now for Jupiter. These airdrops are powerful because you might look at it as free money, but it's actually a, you know, it is it is tied back to your level of activity. It is li- it is tied back to your level of engagement. The more you spent, whether it's time, whether it's money, whether it's transactions, the more you get. That is exactly how business should work when it comes to loyalty and advocacy. It is as simple as that. Where we actually give back. I've coined a term, the CSOP, the customer share-owned program, as opposed to the ESOP, the employee shared share-owned program. So I could talk about the subject for hours. You know, why I believe so strongly that capitalism needs to evolve. Why I believe that, that we need to see a different kind of model. We cannot continue to see where the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, the Matthews effect. That it seems almost like the system is rigged, you know, to favor the people that have more. The people that can put in more will get more. But the people that don't have more to put in or invest get nothing. So that's kind of like how I've always seen it. And so I want to switch gears and talk about now, you know, GameStop was launched, I think, 21 days ago as a meme coin. So it has nothing to do, absolutely nothing to do with GameStop, the company, or GameStop, the official post. It has everything to do um, with just this meme coin. Um, That's what it is, you know. Meme coin not unlike or not dissimilar um, to, um, you know, to... Uh, Dogecoin or Shiba Inu or any of these meme coins. They're almost, you know, often called shit coins as as well. But they can but they can capture the heart and the soul of the populace. They can capture the heart and soul of people. And that's kind of what's been going on right now. So now you have this um which is essentially this meme coin. It's a cryptocurrency called dollar sign GME it's been launched, you know, and inspired by the GameStop saga. Um, it's aiming to capitalize on the whole on meme culture and the popularity of meme stocks. Um, but it's and it's definitely part of this broader trend of meme coins and tokens that have gained traction in the cryptocurrency market. So, you know, I'm not, you know, they always say not financial advice and do your own research. And you know, I'm not even providing a link to it today because I'm not telling you to buy it or don't buy it or or whatever the case may be. I'm just discussing this and I'll tell you what my position is. I I, I think I bought about I mean I can tell you exactly how much I own. It's not a lot. Um I put in maybe I don't know, let me see. I'll go into my wallet and tell you. Maybe six or seven uh, equivalent of soul. Um and I'm probably down when I look at it, um, I've put in one, three, four and a half, five and a half. I've put in seven and a half soul, which is these days probably, I don't know, close to about $850 maybe now or $900 in total. Right now, I have 134000 GME and it has a value of about $328. That is exactly what I've just read off my off my wallet right now. I bought into it because I, I will always buy into movements. I will always buy into this idea of, you know, not so much about sticking it to the man because 
I might be the man in some in some you know instances, but I do love the ability of being able to level the f- fields. I've always um, bought into the the challenger narrative, the David versus Goliath narrative. Um, you know, I'll, I'll probably buy some more today. At the moment, it's sitting at I don't know. It's sitting at zero point zero zero two four four three nine. So, geez, I don't even know what that is. Uh, that is two two. I can't even figure it out. That's twenty cents, two cents. So it's two tenths of a cent at the moment. Is is what it is. And um, I think I must have bought some of it at about eight or eight and a half, and then I bought some more lower, and I'll probably just buy one or two more. I'm not going to buy more than that. Um, uh, but I just I just feel like it's exciting. It actually makes me excited in the morning. I go and I check it and see what's going on. Every night they have a space on 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 X on Twitter slash X, and um, you know at one point they had I think market capitalization of about twenty million. At the moment it's probably down to five million, uh, but they believe they believe, um, and it's entirely possible within all of this that the people that are hyping it and the people that are you know behind it are themselves just hoping to cash out and make a make a killing and then leave everyone high and dry. I wouldn't put it past them, honestly, because the track record of the whole, you know, web3 and crypto space has been just fraught with charlatans and and uh and what we call rugs and people that are just making a fast buck and ponzi schemes and it certainly has not been plain sailing. Um it's definitely been the big bad, you know, or the wild wild west. Um but what what I'd like to do is tell you a little bit about spend the last 30 minutes we have together. And I want to give you like five reasons why I think GME uh, meme coin will succeed. And then five reasons why I think the meme coin will fail. Um, so first of all, so again, just to set the scene, we've got this meme coin that's out there called, called dollar sign GME. And um, it's, it's almost like, you know, not affiliated with the actual company, but it's almost like this idea of, um, you know, um, giving it another stab, but this time at a different time because timing is everything. But, you know, and so, so, so let's talk about five reasons why this coin will succeed. And look, if you talk about what does succeed, what does success look like? You know, what does success look like? Well, you've just got to go in and, and I don't know, have a look at um, at some of these these coins. Like, uh, I'm going to just search for Doge coin. I don't even, I've never had it. I never will probably have it. Um, but Doge coin right now, if I, if I look at the all-time, you know, percentage, Doge is up 15.4%. Thousand percent, fifteen thousand percent. So if you're looking to double your money, that's a hundred percent, right? That's a hundred percent. This is fifteen thousand. So I don't even know what they like. There's just those numbers are just too insane. Um, over the last year, now Doge is you know zero point five five percent down, and so you know the the volatility is is in a way it's almost like like it is the most stable volatile meme shit coin altcoin however you want to look at it but when you look at this is what kind of people like are attracted to they're attracted to this idea that it just takes off i mean it goes from 
you know, the same idea, a tenth of a penny, a hundredth of a penny, and suddenly Doge uh, hit, you know, at its all-time high, 73 cents. And as quickly as it rose, it fell, and now it sits at 8 cents. So everyone's hoping for that hockey stick curve. Everyone is hoping for that, um, you know. So thank you, Mohammed Hashemi said, 15,000% means 150 times your money. I appreciate that. Imagine putting in $1,000 or $100. I mean, this is like, this is life-changing for some people. Um, and you know, 150, like, so, and some people, some people, so, so let's just go back for a second and, and talk about, you know, the essence of, of what we're looking at and what we're witnessing, because we could be witnessing history, you know, we're, we're, the, the, the feeling, the sentiment I feel for everyone is, could this become the next Doge, the next Shiba Inu, the next, you know, altcoin that just goes through the roof. Everybody wants that. It's it's part of our our culture, you know, winning the Powerball, striking it rich. Um, everybody wants that moment in their life, just one time in their life, to be part of that that just like roller coaster ride. Um, it's not even, I don't think, about getting rich. I think it's just about being able to to experience the exhilaration, the euphoria of that, of that, you know, rocket, that rocket, sh- that that kind of like rocket fueled rise to the moon that launched. So, five reasons why why the GME meme coin will succeed. Number one is community support. Um, you know, you will hear the community engaged and. You know, they're just filled with LFGs, which, you know, stands for let's fucking go. And, uh, you know, and there is no question that, you know, this community support is really two parts. It is, it is community, community always was, right? Community always was, is, and always will be. When, when I wrote, uh, life after the, the 30 second spot in 2004, uh, communal marketing was one of the 10 approaches that I said would be alternatives to traditional advertising. At the time, social media as a term didn't even exist, nor did Facebook. So I kind of predicted this. I, I don't want to say predicted it, but I was kind of saying, I believe that marketing to and through communities will become one of the 10 most powerful approaches, alternatives to television, radio, and print. Clearly, that was a very accurate prediction, if you want to call it, prediction communal marketing you know when i wrote join the conversation in 2007 i said how to engage marketing weary consumers through the power of community dialogue and partnership so community has always been there but now we have the ability to access that community you know through social media through x through discord through telegram we have the ability through clubhouse we have the ability to activate this community and engage this community so it's 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 when when i say community support it is it is community in general it's community in 2024 which has different tools and different means and 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 it's almost like community itself the concept of it is maturing is growing up is scaling and then of course you know this idea of the same you know it's it's the same community in part those that got excited about GME the first time 
but maybe people that missed out and quite frankly, people that watched the movie. So, so community is at the heart of this meme coin. Speaking of which, number two is meme culture. So this coin is tapping into this powerful meme, meme culture in the crypto world where, where, as I was saying earlier, coins like Doge have been successful just because of their virality, just because of their virality. So, the, you know, it's almost like you're, 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 whether you're buying into GME or buying into meme culture or buying, or buying into meme coins, you actually get all three for the price of one, if you will. And, um, you know, and memes themselves, whether they're gifts or, you know, whether, you know, being able to kind of draw on, on ideas or quotes or, you know, or moments that then take on a life of their own, uh, predominantly online and in social media and really Twitter and Reddit in the heart of it as well. People are tapping into that meme culture. Well, the third is anti-establishment sentiment. So just like when the original GameStop stock surged, uh, this GME coin could appeal to those looking to challenge traditional financial institutions and market dynamics. So this is still very much a V for Vendetta, a, a kind of a, a sticking it to the man, you know, to all these centralized um, markets and marketplaces. I mean, you know, at the heart of this is Bitcoin, right? So Bitcoin itself now starting, you know, with um, um, the whole ETF approvals being started to be courted and and used and bought into by a lot of the establishments and 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 the mainstreaming of Bitcoin. But Bitcoin itself is cryptocurrency is still looked at and and you know and and um, uh, hated upon and criticized and ridiculed. Um, you know, by the establishment, you know, as supporting, you know, terrorism and money laundering and, and you know, a whole bunch of very negative, um, you know, use cases, which I'm not going to deny. I, I mean, when I say I'm not going to deny, I'm not involved in them. <laughs> I'm going to say I'm not going to deny that they, that it isn't used nefariously. But it's also, you know, I had Alexandra Damska on my show uh years a couple years ago and she actually said you know she just came out and said it i'll never forget the quote she said banks are racist at the end of the day if you are if you are a um a person of color an immigrant and you're looking to get capital how are you going to get capital how are you going to make money how are you going to create um uh, generational wealth um how easy is it going to be for you to be able to walk into a bank and get a loan. And, you know, Bitcoin has been, and crypto has become somewhat of, a, of an alternative means of, of a source for funding and raising capital and utilizing that capital. So I do think that, that this anti, look, again, I'm just giving you reasons why it's going to, why it could succeed. I don't know that it will or won't. Um, number four is, is, Exactly the point, right? Speculative interest. Traders and investors looking for quick gains that, you know, might flock to this coin, driving up the price, especially in a bull market for crypto. So many people now are not just speculating the the imminent bull market, the halving of Bitcoin, 
right? The 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 recent incredible rises in coins like not coins in currency, you know, like ETH, you know, or Sol, um, or you know, Bitcoin itself. They've definitely, you know, there is definitely a belief right now that we are approaching a bull market as we've come out of this bear market and these all-time lows. So these are people not only just buying into the bull market for crypto in general, um, but a bull market for meme coins as well. And um, and and there's always going to be speculation in risky, volatile, unproven, untested. This is not for the faint of heart. Anybody that is throwing their life savings into this is is a fool on a fool's errand. You know, sh- sure there will be some people that gain, but for every person that gains, um, there are going to be just just hundreds of people that lose everything. Um, and then the fifth is media attention. The story behind the coin, its connection to GameStop saga, could garner significant media attention, attracting more investors. In many respects. That's what I think all these kind of founders here are looking for. They're looking to make enough noise and get enough attention that success begets success. That this ends up getting covered in a, in a, or on a CNBC or in a newspaper, etc. The idea here, and 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 you know, Mohammed in the in the chat is saying a pyramid scheme. It, it's probably that. I mean, I think every meme coin to a degree is that or has that element of it as well, right? Um, first in, first out, right? It depends when you got in. You know, uh, the people that generally, what I even realized and learned even with my own coin was the people that get in early and the people that get out early win and everybody else loses. It's just the way it is. You know, and it de- and it depends on your motives. You know, it depends on the people that say. I think for everyone that says I'm never selling, you've got you know someone who's who's probably at, at a minimum fifty percent a liar, if not a hundred percent a liar. Um, but but the reality is, and and you know this this media attention, it's real. It's it's it it. There is a story there. If you don't think there's a story, there is a story there. You know, GameStop uh, 2.0, um, the ability. You know, to come in and and show power to the people and community support. Um, it's why I'm in. I believe in it. I believe in the story. You know, uh, and I can only hope and pray. You know, and I might be a fool um, that that you know people are in it for the the right people are in it for the right reasons. So I'll give you a plus one as well, um, which is which I'm going to just call it the Elon factor, um, because all it takes is one Elon Musk on one Saturday Night Live um, or, or one, you know, or, or something like that for this to take off. I, I don't think people realize that how, you know, that, that spark, it's like an accelerant. Um, all it takes is just one mention by one person and it's just, you know, buckle up and hold on to your hats because this thing will literally go to the moon. And it can and so that's your plus one. That's your wild card or your joker. And certainly Elon is both a wild card and uh, a joker. So those are your five plus one reasons why this GME coin will succeed. Um, here are five reasons why the GME coin will fail. So the first is uh, lack of fundamentals. 
Without any underlying value or utility, the coin's success may be short-lived, driven purely by speculation. There is no value or utility. Actually, to to I, I will I will correct myself. I will check myself before I wreck myself. Um, you will hear, you know, some of the founders and the people running the spaces saying community is the utility. And I believe that, by the way, the actual community, the movement, the sentiment, the ability for people to change. I mean, I've even changed my profile picture on X. I'm at Jaffe Juice on, on X. I've put the red sash, the red kind of like bandana sash around my head. Um, it's actually an image, a black and white image of me as a, as a, as a, as a kid, as a, I don't know, four-year-old. Um, and I've put the little red kind of sash around my head. I love it. I, I love being a part of this, this narrative, this story. You know, I've put in about $1,000 and, you know, at the moment it's $350 and it could all be gone and it could end up being worth, I don't know, something more. But I kind of like being a part of this. And um, so... Yes, you've got lack of fundamentals, but but that might itself show a fundamental um, disconnect or a lack of understanding in terms of how we even define and measure fundamentals. Um, so that's number one. But you know, when we look at at baseline, um, it's the same as you know. I had uh, uh, Victor Hagani on my show, and um, you know, it's the same reason why he does not believe in crypto and bitcoins because he says there are no fundamentals there's no underlying utility you know um number two is clearly volatility market volatility meme coins are notoriously volatile and a sudden loss of interest could lead to a rapid decline in in value it's not just lack of interest uh, or loss of interest it could also be just what actually did happen now by the way what what did happen is there was a massive, um, whether you want to call it pullback or sell-off that happened, I guess it was last week or the week, I mean, it's only been out for like three weeks. And um, and we saw, you know, the the coin go from, from I guess, I don't know what it was, a cent maybe, 1.1 1, 1 .1 cent or something like that, um, down to 0.2. Um, so there's been a massive pullback. And this could have actually been the end. This could have been... Um, uh, the implosion. This could have been everything that you needed to see um, in terms of saying, "Hey, listen, you know, like a firework, right? It, it, the sky was dark. It came from nowhere. It lit up the sky. Everybody oohed and odd. And then within ten seconds or twenty seconds later, the sky was black again, and everyone moved on. Everyone got burnt and moved on. So the volatility is is almost like priced in. But I will say that it has been very interesting to see the fact that people are still there, you know, and somehow basically saying, you know what, let's, you know, we're just getting started. Well, the third is regulatory risks, um, increasing scrutiny and, and regulation of cryptocurrencies, uh, especially with unclear use cases. These pose certainly a threat to the coin's longevity, but I'm not sure longevity is part of the business plan or model or revenue stream or roadmap. Um, you know, would it be... Um, I, I almost feel like GME in this particular case has a shelf life. And the shelf life is almost to prove the use case. Um, and whether the use case is a GME one, a GameStop one, it isn't really. 
It's just more about being able to say, hey, listen, the story of dumb money, the story of taking on the hedge funds and the Ken Griffins of the world, um, that story is just beginning. Um, but for sure, I mean, this is, you know, this is unbelievably, you know, proceed at your own risk. You know, I will say a comment that I saw, um, Mohammed as uh, Hashemi has been um, fantastic in the chat in Clubhouse, and he said, Community is the first tool of any pyramid scheme. I got to tell you, like that to me is is such a meaty topic that it almost warrants it almost warrants um, an entire entirely different um, you know an entirely different conversation. I could spend an entire hour on on that. I think it's a brilliant statement and it's a provocative statement. Um, I both agree and disagree with you. By the way, I just posted, if you are either in the um, the Collective Cafe chat in Discord in Conktown, um, which is where we are hanging out for the foreseeable future, or in Clubhouse, um, there are two links where you can mint a POAP, a proof of attendance protocol that indicates you had coffee with me in the month of February, and you will most likely, hopefully, if I can get the company poap.xyz, to try and figure, you know, to work with me on this, um, there'll be ways to like exchange that or redeem that in person for a, a real cocktail, a real coffee with me, um, etc. Um, so I just wanted to let you know. So, uh, Mohammed, I agree and I disagree with you. I disagree. First of all, first of all, I disagree. I, I agree with you insofar that when there is opacity and you aren't exactly sure if people are using community as a, you know, as a shield, as a as a mask, if they're hiding behind it, if you aren't exactly sure of who has what, what they're holding in their bags, what their motives are, then yes, you are hundred percent correct. But at its heart, at its core, community is powerful. Community is, you know, is, is, I mean, we, you know, community is the power of we. We is greater than me. I think the problem is that, as I said, people have been hiding behind community. Um, and, uh, and, and that's the problem. And that's the problem. It's community, but it's not really community. Anyway, number four is competition. The cryptocurrency market is saturated with meme coins, so GME could foreseeably struggle to stand out and maintain investor interest. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, but at the same time, um, with this point, uh, I must say that, um, that there is a lot of competition, but where GME is um, potentially poised to win, and you could almost kind of like bring this back to the, the column of why it will, will succeed is bringing in what's called bringing in the normie, bringing in people into the space that have never been in the space, onboarding them, giving them or gifting them some GME, teaching them how to open up a wallet. Now, that is all fraught with a lot of danger as well. The ability to bring in the air quote, the so-called normie, um, is also inviting those people uh, themselves to kind of, you know, lose, you know, to if they don't know what they're doing to get rugged, to have their, you know, to have their funds drained, all the bad stuff that hopefully, you know, is in our rear view mirror. But the reality is there will always be charlatans and there will always be scam artists and there will always be, you know, snake oil salesmen, quite frankly, not just in crypto or Web3, but everywhere. Come on, everyone. 
You know, there are scams every single day. And most of the time, it's our elderly being robbed and scammed through direct marketing, through telemarketing, through email, through phishing. So it is, it is I remember Roberto Blake was on my show and he spoke about this and, and it's true. You know, it is, it is egregiously unfair to hold Web3 and crypto to a, an unfairly high standard and not recognize that that scamming has been going on since flipping the beginning of time. Um, so I think we just have to recognize that. But going back to point number four, yes, there's competition and there is, you know, there are some bigger brands like, you know, like, for example, Doge um, that has Elon's, you know, kind of involvement. I don't know what exactly it is, but but I do think in this particular case, you know, GME is doing a really good job of making noise. Now, the question is whether they can keep that noise and uh, and get the attention of those, you know, market makers, those those mercurial um, <clears throat> catalysts like Elon. Um, and then the fifth one is actually the association with GameStop itself. You know, while, while this connection to GameStop may initially attract attention, it could also limit the coin's appeal to a broader audience beyond those interested in the stock market drama. Um, again, I, I, I will, you know, I think this point is valid. However, I actually think you know, where GME wins is in this transcending GameStop itself, right? It is inspired by the story, but it isn't, but the story itself, but it's bigger than the story, right? Inspired by the story, but bigger than the story. So it becomes a symbol in of itself, right? It becomes this 2.0 version but really, it's so much bigger than and more than and more than just the GameStop saga. So, um, I mean, the whoever is behind the marketing, the branding, the telling of the narrative and the story, it's important to be able to manage that narrative, manage that evolution that people realize, you know, come for the GameStop, you know, stay for the community uh, and, and leave you know, and, and, and leave for the mainstream, or if you will. Um, just like I did with, with five reasons why I thought the coin would succeed, plus one, right? The plus one was Elon. I want to also give you the plus one, the bonus as to why GME uh, will fail. And this is probably a very unpopular statement, but it will fail uh, for the very people that are actually there at the beginning. Um, the the, the fail will be the degen. The degen is essentially, um, the equivalent is I would call the degen a scorpion. And it's the classic story of the, uh, of the frog and the scorpion, right? The scorpion uh, goes up to a frog who's in a river sitting on a lily pad and says, hey, would you, uh, would you help, you know, kind of uh, take me across the river? I, I can't swim. And, uh, you know, can I, put me on your back and just carry me across the river. And the frog says, are you freaking crazy? And the scorpion says, why? Why do you say that? And the frog says, well, you're a scorpion. You're going to sting me and, and, I, and, and, and basically kill me. The scorpion says, don't be silly. Why would I sting you? If I sting you, then, and, you and you die and then you drown, then I'll drown with you. And like, why would I want to do that? And so the frog says, you make a good point. You know, I mean, it's it's kind of like you know you you uh, 
you have as much to lose as I do. So the scorpion gets on the back of the frog and the frog is kind of swimming across the river and in the middle of the river feel, feels this searing pain uh, go through uh, his entire amphibious uh, body realizes he's been stung and as the poison is uh, is literally taking over his entire body and he starts to lose consciousness and things start to go blurry and black he looks up to the scorpion and he says why and the scorpion shrugs and says well i guess it's just my nature and that's the story i'm sure you've heard that many times but the degen the nature of the degen is to take profits the nature of the degen is to be able to hold, you know, to hold the bag and then and then be able to empty the bag and then maybe get in again at a lower at a lower value. The degen will basically shoot its shoot themselves in the foot. The degen will cut off their nose to spite their face. It's just in the degen's nature to to almost want to rug, to want to be able to take those profits early. And that's why I said anyone that says I'm never selling those are the people you probably want to fear the most um, because you should never have to say, I'm never selling because someone that has to protest and say, I'm never selling is probably going to sell the first opportunity um, that they have, you know? And so, um, you know, my feeling is don't say anything, but this is the plus one, right? This is the plus one of the degen that actually says, you know, that actually says it's in their nature, you know, to, to want to trade, to want to gain, to want to, you know, find a way to beat the system. So, you know, how do we how do we kind of make sense of all of this, these 12 different reasons? Well, I have to tell you, I find the positive reasons to be real and I feel like they can only get stronger. I think, you know, meme culture, uh, let me repeat them to you. Community support, meme culture, anti-establishment sentiment, speculative interest, media tension, and the Elon factor. I feel those are almost underreported, can only be stronger. Whereas I feel like the negatives, lack of fundamentals, market volatility, regulatory risks, competition, association with GameStop, and the degen factor, I feel like all of those are actually able to be mitigated, if you will. Um, and, and I think that they can be dealt with. I think the, you know, this is, if I was again be, uh, behind, like responsible for the marketing of this coin and of this movement, um, I would certainly, what do they say, accentuate the positive and, and minimize and eliminate the negative. I think the negatives can all be um, dealt with or, or can be, you know, can, can, can be delivered against um, and the positives can really be um, uh, extenuated or or uh, built upon in terms of momentum. Um, so I, I would like to believe that that GME's the GME's coin GME meme coins days best days are ahead. Um, but it will be interesting to see whether they're able to kind of you know um, unscorpion themselves, if you will. You know, avoid stinging themselves or stinging the frog, um, and and I, I'm just realizing right now that the irony of the fact that there is a meme coin called Pepe, which is a frog, um, and so you've actually got the frog, which is Pepe, and um, and the scorpion, which in this particular case is GME. So as always, my friends, you know, uh, do your own research, 
um, and um, you know, uh, and do your do your own research, not financial advice. Um, I am going to continue to play around with it. I might put in uh, another another couple of soul today, but I'm never going to have more than you know than what I have. I've just been pulling you know odds and ends and chump change and pocket change and and some leftovers from a few wallets and just moving it in and and I'm sitting back and I'm enjoying it and I'm enjoying the fact that to be honest with you like every day when they do their spaces I kind of like just listening in it's it's entertainment uh in many respects but but the broader point and that's what I wanted to leave you with today the broader point here is is you know that Victor Hugo quote, there is nothing as powerful as an idea whose time has come. We are witnessing community. We are, we are more, we are actually part of history. We are part of this community movement. They always say from a moment to a movement. And, and, and you have to ask yourself the question, which is, do you feel the, this move, this movement? Do you feel like you're part of a movement? Do you feel like you're part of a community, whether you're, you know, part of Conktown or part of Alpha Collective or part of Clubhouse? You know, there is the sense that when you are together with people and you're all in this together, that anything is possible. And hopefully that gives you a little bit of encouragement and motivation on this marketing Monday, this motivation Monday to just go out there and, you know, and and have fun, make a little bit of money, do good um, and be part of something that is bigger than you and hopefully part of a legacy that is left behind after you. So that's it. That is my show today. Um, I may or may not be back tomorrow just because I'm coaching on Tuesdays and Fridays. So um, so for those of you that are in Conktown, um, as I said, if I might pop in for half an hour tomorrow, but uh, I certainly will be here um, on Wednesday and Thursday for those of you in Clubhouse um, I will start to put the, the link if you want to join Conktown's Discord server. Otherwise, hang, hang around with us, have fun, and I will see you all soon. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.